KF, KFI AM 640, Bill Carroll. I'm just, I'm sorry, I'm totally distracted. Brian, go in and call TMZ. They're going to give us the latest on, on Bruce Jenner and uh, what's going on with that car crash. TMZ staying on top of this thing. Uh, he's showing me what he just put on the line app. How do you even begin to describe this baby pig born with what some are saying a human face? Oh, my Did you see it yet? Oh, my. I will never get that out of my head. That would put you off bacon, wouldn't it? That's hot, I guess. Oh, my. Brian, where did you even find this? Although my first thought when I looked at it was, that's what I thought my kids would look like. But Sylvie's DNA got in the got in the way and created something beautiful. I, I don't know how that happened. That's me, my DNA alone. That's what I'd create. Well, maybe my DNA mixed with a pig's DNA. That, that That's disgusting. I don't know what you're thinking right now, but it's, it would never happen. I'm Scottish. Only a wee lamb. I put a warning on your social media. There should be. The line page should come with a warning today. Don't click unless you want nightmares. Go check it out on the line app. If you want to download it free, it's KFIAM640.com, the Bill Carroll page, okay? And, yes, there are some sexy women and stuff on there you can look at and some handsome men doing brave, bold things. But the human pig is what you will certainly remember. For the rest of your life. Thank you. No, I am I am that <coughs> confused and, and what's the word I'm looking for? I'm rattled. I'm rattled by that picture you showed me. <laughs> God. I don't like it. Actually, if you're already a friend on the lineup, unfriend us and run away. Don't even go look at this thing. I'm telling you. Well, a couple of days ago, Bruce Jenner was involved in a fatal multi-car accident that left a woman dead. And there are a lot of questions remaining. Uh, first of all, anyone even going to be charged in this? Do we know who's at fault? There's a story buzzing that he may have been texting. A lot to do on this. TMZ is following the story. and catch them in this market in Southern California every day on Fox 11 at 6 p.m. Dax Holt joins us again. How are you doing, Dax? I'm good. How about yourself? Good. Busy time for celebrity kinds of stories. Uh, to yeah. Tell us what we know about how the accident occurred. Uh, he Did he rear-end a car that had stopped, or did he run into an accident that was already happening? What, what was the, the, the situation? Well, that's what they're trying to figure out right now. Basically, it's uh, there was multiple cars involved. There was a Prius, which was up front, then the Lexus, which the woman was, was in that uh, passed away, and then Bruce's SUV behind, and then there was a Hummer coming the opposite direction. So, uh, you know, what they're trying to figure out is why this Prius stopped ahead of the Lexus. They're going, it was 300 feet away from the stoplight. Um, the, the Prius driver is saying, well, there were cars in front of me that stopped, but what they're kind of thinking is there's a possibility that this person went to go do a U-turn, an illegal U-turn, because you know how when you're driving down PCH, a lot of people will stop U-turn so they can get a parking spot on the side of the road. Sure, yeah. They'll do illegal turns. Well, so, no, I've, I've, I've actually threatened to shoot people when I see a parking spot on PCH. <laughs> you'll do whatever it takes. You get someone you really out of the car, will. you go stand there with that automatic weapon, and you guard that spot. But I guess why they're a little confused is because if there was all this traffic backed up from the light, then why would they have all been going so fast? You know, they would have seen the traffic stopping ahead of them, and this is like an immediate stop. So that's why they're kind of figuring maybe this Prius stopped and doesn't want to admit that they were doing an illegal turn. Was Jenner um, rounding a corner or anything? No, not really. Not in this area. Great um, well, why is he following so closely that he can't get stopped? I mean, that's the other question, right? That That is the other question. But, 
you know what it is. Like you didn't think you were that close, but then the second everyone slams on their brakes, your your reaction time has to be really fast. <laughs> no, come on. Was, That's never happened like, to me. I've never come in within an inch of hitting <laughs> someone else's butt. Right? And, and and California traffic is weird like that. It can be just sipping along, and suddenly everything just freezes. Just done. Right and, in front of you. Yeah. And the thing is, if he would have just slammed right into the back of the Lexus. I, I think the situation would be completely different, but he went to swerve and then clipped the back end of it, which forced it into oncoming traffic. And that impact is what killed the driver of the other car. Totally um, normal reaction, too, though, by the way. Oh, obviously. Yeah, a lot of people will try to swerve out of the way, you know, just so they don't make impact. And unfortunately, it just wasn't enough time. But there was a lot of talk about, was he on the phone? Is that why his reaction time wasn't fast enough? Was he texting? And Bruce was very cooperative with everyone, you know, was willing to hand over any records. Yeah, he did the field sobriety test. He was answering all questions, doing anything they asked. Um, but we did find a photo. It appeared to be a cigarette that he had in his hand, not a phone like the cops had originally thought. So he definitely wasn't texting and driving or talking on the phone while driving. Um, Could have been but, trying to light the cigarette? No, he just it looks like he just it's already lit. It looks like it's just in his hand and the window is this cracked. A, this is a photo just after the accident? Right before yeah. the accident. Oh, how did you how did you get that? I'm telling you, the craziest thing is there was a, a photographer on the side of the road, which it seems like they were they knew he was coming up the street because you know a lot of the photographers work together, and it seemed like they knew he was coming up the street, so they were just going to take photos of him, and this crash occurred at that moment. So we have the moment of impact in in a couple frames. Wow, that's, that's really amazing. Crazy. Yeah, that is crazy. And that's been part of the story, too, right? you got Bruce Jenner. He's, uh, we're hearing all these stories about how he's undergoing uh, gender reassignment surgery soon. And, mm-hmm. uh, not that we didn't suspect that all along. But, uh, so, he, you know, he's been, uh, he's been fodder for the... He's, he's a huge the, topic right now. Yeah, for Obviously, sure, but more so than usual, right? And he was Yeah, being, he's one of the number one people to photograph right now because, you know, he's a huge, huge debate right now, and everyone wants to know what he's doing, and everyone wants to know what he's wearing, what he's up to. So it's not surprising. Paparazzi uh, were out to get his photo. Yeah, but there's no indication even from him that he was trying to get away. I think he's he's probably just just very used to it now. And it's like this is where I'm going, guys. Uh, keep up. Yeah, and I think one of the family members had come out saying, "Oh, he was being chased by Paps." But at that same note, I'm going, "Well, he's always probably being followed by Paps at, at this point in his his journey." Well, it actually could be helpful for him that someone was there taking those pictures that show that he's not on the phone. These days, though, it's pretty easy. You know, you can't lie about it sending a text because there's a record of it and there's yeah. a time signature on it. And, so, and and that's why he's handing everything over. He's not hiding away from any of it. He's handing it all over. And, and listen, at the end of the day, it, at, right now it's looking like there's not going to be any criminal liability on his part. Civil liability, there could be some because he was following so close that he actually, you know, rear-ended the person. But they don't think criminal. How's everybody else involved? There were five kids and a couple of grown-ups and all hospitalized. Have you heard anything about, you know, because it's Bruce Jenner is involved. Everyone's talking about that. You saw the headlines on the weekend, right? Bruce Jenner involved in fatal accident. Well, that says to me, Bruce Jenner's dead. But that's not what it meant. It's but nobody nobody knows the name or cares about the poor person who died and about the other people who were hurt. Do we have any? No, I mean, obviously, the, you know, Bruce has put out a statement, you know, sending his condolences to the family. It's just it, it's it's a celebrity involved. So obviously, that's the person that people make a connection to because you know we don't know these other people. You yeah, know, it wouldn't anyway. even be there's, news necessarily. Uh, there's a hundred fatal car accidents a day, but we don't talk yeah, about them. But exactly. 
So no, I, I, I don't but, know but how but to now, do it now. Now that I know there's a whole bunch of kids involved, now I feel bad. So yeah, that that I'm sure I, I know it happens every day, but I don't hear about it. I've heard about it because of Bruce. So now I'm concerned. Thank you, Dax. Thank you. Have a great one. Dax Holt from TMZ. Catch it at six o'clock every day on Fox 11. Hey, I uh, by the way, put I found your baby picture. To put up there on the lineup, too. No, you didn't. There are no baby yeah, pictures of me. You know what happened? One time I was working for a radio station. They wanted to do baby pictures. Like, I only have one baby picture. No, but we want to do it for the Christmas party. I said, okay, give this back to me. It's the only one I have. And guess what happened? They lost it. Never lend people CDs, DVDs, baby pictures. You never get anything back. People intend to, you know, but they steal it. You do not have a baby picture your of Your mom me. and I, are we're friends. There's no way you got a baby picture of me. Oh, it does look a little like me, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wish you could have seen what just happened because that's really not nice. Bill was putting his feet down on the. There, you do not. No way, you have a baby. Brian yeah. reaches <laughs> over with his little smartphone and shows it, and Bill is silent. Could be my cousin Will. Oh boy. There's certainly a family look. Wow, these are disgusting. Where did you find it? That's really the pig. It's huh? not the pig picture, is it? Yeah, it's the pig. No, no it's but an, there's it, a new one. But there's it's a, a new one. one. It's a profile of the pig. Hey, how you doing, little piggy? Oh, my. Hey, how you doing? God, will it look better when it gets furred up a bit or something? <laughs> I doubt it. That <laughs> thing's going to go straight to market, no? No. Yeah, you got to kill that thing right away and just have bacon. Gotta, You're going to need psychotherapy after you see this picture. On the line app, it's really awesome. How many times have you heard this? If we stopped arresting people and putting them in jail on minor drug offenses, we wouldn't have the prison overcrowding problem. Everyone believes that assumption. I've sort of bought it myself. But now somebody's analyzed the stats and looked at it in a slightly different way, and I want to get into that with you coming up here. But first, Rob, it's not a baby picture of me. Just because it, it looks like my twin does not mean it is. It's the weird human-pig hybrid. KFI AM 640, Bill Carroll on the show tomorrow will ask women if it's time they started shaving. They say it's a, a women's faces, their skin would be better longer and younger longer if they shaved. I don't want to be around for the 6 o'clock stubble necessarily, but still, that's what they're saying, and we're going to talk to you about that because that we dig deep in the stories that matter. Would you want to watch your wife shave in the morning? She already waxes, so... You no, know, her face, putting the whole beard of, uh... I've never asked, but I've always assumed she did a little mustache waxing. Don't women, all, almost all women do that? But could you imagine the two of you leaning over your two sinks and she's lathered up and shaped? <laughs> That'd be weird. Why are you picturing my wife lathered up over a sink anyway? That's hot, I guess. You spend an inordinate amount of time thinking of Bill's wife. Yeah, you do. It's weird. I thought you were differently inclined. <laughs> I don't understand. Don't forget to go to the Line app today, and uh, you can download it at KFIM640.com, Bill Carroll page, and it's a free app, and you'll see uh, my baby picture. Thank you. People are starting to react already. I had to write down that, you know, I'm, I'm getting better. You, oh, did you put it on the KFI page, too? That's yeah. that's lovely of you. Hey, you know what? We're going to try to get this guy on the show later and really dig deep into this thing, but I just wanted to touch on it because a lot of people are under the impression. i got to admit, I thought it was a bigger deal than it, than it turns out to be, but I never thought that the answer to emptying our prisons was to stop sending people to prison for drug crimes. It's Or that, and he doesn't talk about this in the article that I'm about to quote from, but 
Uh, it has to be true if what he's saying is true, because we, we think, well, if we just uh, let the people who are in prison, you know, a guy smoked a little pot or something, he caught in possession of a little pot. We let all of those people out of state prison. Then the state prison population will drop. Those federal judges will be happy. The problem solves itself. And anyway, they should be in programs, not in prison, right? That's what you think. Oh, and, and conversely, that as we empty out the prisons, which we're being forced to do right now, we're letting out the drug offenders. Well, these are These people are not dangerous, except... The numbers don't add up. A guy named John Pfaff, he's a professor at Fordham Law School, has done some look, looking at the stats, really analyzing them. And he says, when you look at the reason the prisons are overcrowded, it doesn't have to do with drug offenses or even that we're giving people longer sentences. That's not it. And he breaks it down. I won't break down the entire, you know, he looks between 1980 and 2009, and he gives you the exact numbers and at one period in time where it grew the most and the two explanations are people are serving longer sentences and the war on drugs. Not true. The number of drug offenders among the prison population peaked in 1990 at 22%. So even when it was at its peak, four out of every five people were there for a non-drug offense. And that number has dropped drastically since then. It's not 22%. It's now more like 17% are on drug charges. And we got to empty out like half of the prisons. So, and some of those are more serious drug offenses than others, by the way. Some are drug trafficking and some are just simple possession or whatever. But, and by the way, a lot of those people who are in prison for simple possession are actually gangbangers and police managed to put them away for something. It's just get them off the streets. Happens to be possession, happens to be possession. So it's just not true that if you let all these people out of prison, they're just drug offenders. In fact, the vast majority of people in prison are there for property crimes and violent offenses. That's but the overwhelming majority of the prison population. So here's what he breaks it down to. He said what's really happening is DAs are proceeding with more charges than they used to in the past because that's what's politically correct. That's what the public wants. They want a DA who's tough on crime. That's how they get reelected. So where the cops might have said, I don't know if we want to charge this guy, the DA stepping in. No, we're going to charge him. We're going to charge him with that offense, that property offense, that shoplifting offense maybe that we wouldn't have pushed on before the, the car. You know, some 21-year-old guy steals a car. Maybe we're not going to push it. Maybe we'll, that doesn't happen anymore. They go to prison. And there's no way you control, there's no court can control that. There's no president who can step in. There's no governor who can step in and say, stop doing that, because they're all independent. And I'm not sure we want them to stop doing that. I think we do want DAs who are tough on crime. But the idea that if we just stop pushing with drug offenses and we'll empty the prisons, complete, utter fallacy. So like I said, we got to try to get this guy on the show some other time. Speaking of smoking a little pot, uh, OC is having a little problem with pot shop regulations. It really depends on where you live, man. It's like you're trying to figure out how to get pot and where to get pot. You're going to feel like you're kind of stoned when you go to Orange County. I don't know, I must have a buzz on, man. I'm so confused. But it's not the drugs. It's just actually confusing. That's coming up. I was going to clean my room until I got high. I was going to get up and find the broom, but then I got high. Uh, KFI AM 640, Bill Carroll coming up at 12.05. The big stories you need to know about that are trending. We'll give you all the latest coming up at lunchtime. And then at 12.35, Fifty Shades of Grey 
is a movie that's being well wide released, I guess, on Valentine's Day and was released in L.A. I, I haven't seen anyone uh, comment on it yet. If you want to send me a little note about that, maybe someone could post something on our line app or something and tell me if you saw it and if you liked it. But the soundtrack is coming out this week, and we're going to meet a songwriter who has two songs in the closing credits of the Fifty Shades of Grey soundtrack. He also is one of the writers of Wrecking Ball, Miley Cyrus' song. So up-and-coming songwriter, and I bumped into him at a pre-Grammy party last week, and he's going to come on the show and talk to us a little bit about that, how excited he is to wait and see. This soundtrack you think is you got to think is going to explode, right? It's going to be huge. This guy's going to be so rich, he's probably going to phone me on, like, some gold-plated cell phone and uh, talk to us. So that's coming up at 1235. Hang in for that. A lot of confusion right now in Orange County. I think it's probably similar similar in just about every county. But then again, the uh, OC Register didn't write about those other counties in this. So I don't really know for sure, but I would imagine it is. There's a lot of ambiguity about California's law when it comes to medical marijuana. And uh, there was a 2013 Supreme Court ruling, California Supreme Court ruling, May 2013. The municipalities have the right to shut down dispensaries, to to manage dispensaries within their jurisdictions, which we've seen locally, we've seen them being shut down all over the place. Remember, there was a point just a couple of years ago where every strip mall had a marijuana dispensary. And people were complaining, like, oh, I got somebody standing outside. Psst, man, you want to come inside and meet a real doctor? And that glaucoma of yours looks bad. You can tell that on the street? What's going on? How bad do I look? And it got to be too much bringing seedy people into the neighborhood. Then you know most of them were just potheads. They weren't people with a medical condition. They were just potheads. It was a nice, convenient way not to have to deal with some gangbanger to buy marijuana. So now they've started to close down everywhere, but nobody knows how it's all supposed to work. If you look at some of the examples they use, the, there's a guy that they interviewed, Tony Jalali, and uh, he, he believes medical marijuana should be accessible. But he's evicting a dispensary in an office complex he manages because Anaheim, the city of Anaheim, have told him to do it. He's like, I think they should be here, but I got to evict them. In Costa Mesa, Joyce Weitzberg is hoping to reopen her cannabis collective in the city of Costa Mesa, but they've reversed course, and they're now taking steps to regulate and tax marijuana sales. So it's gone from one way to another and back again. The Cannabis Collective. You just know those are hippies that you just, you really don't want to hang out. They're all listening to Grateful Dead still and stuff. Still 1973 there, you can imagine. But uh, between those cities is Santa Ana, where Cypress Hill rapper Be Real won a lottery that puts him on a path to legally distribute medical marijuana. They had a lottery. And Be Real, he won it. Orange County communities are going in all kinds of different directions to try to handle this stuff. This is 19 years after voters approved the measure statewide legalizing it. 19 years. They still haven't sorted it all out. Steel Smith III. Everyone who's involved in this has really interesting names. Have you noticed that? It's like their parents were high when they came up with it. I think that discrepancy comes from a misunderstanding on one side, he said, and more tolerance on the other. On one hand, Anaheim has heavy-handed and egregious laws that will be detrimental to patients. On the other, you're seeking a progressive attitude for safe access and eliminating cannabis prohibition. I think most average, everyday people who, you know, have probably smoked a little pot in their life and might, again, 
just don't want a pot dealer in their neighborhood. They know that a lot of it's not really people who have a legitimate medical use. I have no problem with somebody smoking pot for a legitimate medical reason. But how many people do you know have the cards who really don't have a legitimate medical reason to have? How many? Most, for sure, right? I don't know what the percentage would be. I'd guess 90-plus percent of those people don't really have a sleep disorder where they need it. And you just don't want those people in your neighborhood. I, I, I totally understand it. So, But we do need, I think we do, do need to figure out how it's going to be regulated and try to have some kind of consistency because right now it does seem like it's a bit of a mess. And uh, Santa Ana, for example, where Be Real and 19 others can open because they won the lottery, they've been at the forefront of the activism for pro-legalization, they say, for many years. So it's a a unique opportunity, said Be Real. He plans to name his collective Dr. Green Thumb. The 1990s marijuana song. We're just glad that we've been selected. Dr. Green Thumb. I, I guess I don't know that song. I would name mine a little green bag on the track or something if I was going to run one. On Thursday, 20 winners were randomly drawn. They got 630 applications. All kinds of applicants were placed on the waiting list. Everybody wanted to be involved in this one. This is after Santa Ana voters approved a measure in November to legalize and tax marijuana Shops, medical marijuana, medical, I almost forgot the word, medical marijuana shops. Uh, But they're limited to two industrial zones, which actually seems like not a bad way to handle it. Right? If you really want to go, you'll go out, you'll go a bit out of your way to some industrial zone. But at least my kids are not walking by going to one of those yogurt shops with me, a little coffee shop, right? Because that's what happened in our neighborhood. When we were in Studio City, a couple of them popped up in an area. We love to just walk with the kids and... Everybody, the smell of marijuana was everywhere, and you got guys out on the street all red-eyed. Hey, man, what's happening? Like, yeah, I got my kids here, and I don't want to explain what the smell is and what's going on. And really, you really have a sleep disorder because you look pretty sleepy to me right now. Oh, no, that's because the marijuana's working. The winners were all vetted by the Santa Ana Police Department, which is a good idea, and they have 60 days to review the background on everybody. The collectives are not allowed to cultivate pot in Santa Ana. They have to pay the city a 5% tax on gross receipts. The city council might increase that sometime in the future, but they say it won't go above 10%. Costa Mesa, a woman who's hoping to reopen a cannabis collective in town, opened her first dispensary in late 2010. She said she paid sales taxes, followed state law, focused on the needs of her patients, but after the city officials... Asked her to shut it down, the U.S. Department of Justice closed down the shop anyway three years ago, along with 20 other, 26 other pot shops. There were a lot of collectives operating without patients' best interest in mind, she said. Things were not okay at the time. Now, Costa Mesa staffers have finished a first draft of a possible law that, if it's approved by council, would aim to kind of bring back more reputable dispensaries. Council's a bit torn about it. Some said that this is just about, you know, compassion for cannabis patients. And maybe a fear of ballot initiatives forcing the issue. So uh, Councilman Jim Righeimer is suggesting, why don't wait until November 2016 when the Costa Mesa measures will be on the ballot, which would allow time to kind of figure out more of it, more of the situation statewide. Forcing maybe California to create a cannabis equivalent of the state's Department of Alcohol Beverage Control. That's maybe not an not a bad idea, but... That's 
a year and a half from now, almost two years from now. It's a long time to wait, and uh, people who want to smoke pot for medical reasons can't wait any longer because their health depends on it. All right, like I said, uh, coming up at the 12 o'clock hour, all the stories that are trending, we're going to talk to a guy who's just written a couple of songs on the Fifty Shades of Grey soundtrack. And we'll talk about L.A. City Council and how much they earn. You know that everybody on L.A. City Council makes more money than the governor and more than every member of the U.S. Congress? Well, I mean, why would you be upset? They've done such a great job, haven't they? That's coming up next. KFI AM 640, Bill Carroll coming up. If you do any traveling at all, I got to tell you, I, I you find all these lists online, you know, in, in newspaper articles. This one is on the Daily Mail's website. It's uh, 10 things you need to watch for when you travel, and usually they're really lame. But some of these I actually learned something about, and it's terrifying how easy it is to lose your money. So let me get to some of them. Don't forget to uh, go to our page, KFIM640.com, Bill Carroll page. Got a lot of good stuff on there today. And then you can download our line app where people are now commenting on the face with the uh, the human, the the pig, the baby pig with the human face, which Brian is passing off as my baby photo. But some of the reactions are just unbelievably funny, just because they're so short. Tracy wrote, holy mother of God. And uh, Linda just did a little, no, Ruth just did a little emoticon where a little bubble-headed guy is throwing up. I didn't know they had that one. That's that come in very handy. Um, uh, okay, I'm a mature, stable, 60-year-old man, Mike W. says. But this photo has turned me into a quivering mass of fright. It's going to be at least a week of sleeping with my lights on. Marissa says, it's like something out of Alien. No more bacon for me. Kill it, kill it, kill it. It's the Antichrist, she said. And John says, I think the farmer had relations with the mom. I don't think that's genetically possible, but it certainly looks like it. And by the way, we've just added on our line page. It's a free app, by the way. But Brian just added a picture of a woman on the red carpet last night at the Grammy Awards. It is deeply, deeply disturbing. Somebody needs to have some kind of intervention with this woman. Did you see it yet, Todd? How can you be that thin and be alive? Maybe she's just genetically very thin, but it looks like a woman's head on a stick. It really is like a stick figure. It's as terrifying as the pig with the human face. See for yourself. Don't don't have to take my word for it. Yeah, 10 travel scams. Uh, some of them I'd never heard of at all. I mean, one of them is the airline ticket refund scam which I've actually heard about, where they advertise uh, airline tickets really cheap, and then you buy them, and but then they never send you the ticket, and they get the refund, and the, you get nothing. They buy them from you, buy them back from you. It's just a complicated thing, but always buy your tickets direct from airlines or firsthand through trusted websites. But some of them are really simple, and I understand how they work, and it's it would be easy to fall for it. And I'll tell you what the number one is at the end here, and I'm not going to go through all ten, but some of them are... Really, 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 uh, the injured beggar scam. Have you seen this one when you've been traveling? A lot of these happen in uh, Europe. I've heard about it happening in South America as well. Gangs of panhandlers prey on you. They fake injuries to get bigger donations, especially common in India, South America, Southeast Asia. Sometimes the injuries are real, and the stories behind them are really depressing. 
2008, this is an example, a Pakistani police officer arrested a begging gang. An eight-year-old boy told them that one of the gang members had actually broken his arm so that he'd get more money. So it's not a fake injury, but it is a scam. They snapped the kid's arm. How bad is that? Well, now I sort of want to give him money, but you know the kid's not going to get the money, right? The guys who broke the kid's arm are going to be the ones who take the money. There's the corrupt policeman, which is pretty common if you travel. Uh, the slow count, it's a common European thing, but it can happen anywhere. Once you paid for a ticket or a souvenir or some kind of street food or whatever it is, the cashier then starts to count out the change. And it's really, really slow. And what do you do if you're like me, you get impatient and you just take off? But they didn't even get close to giving you all of the money back. And they're doing it on purpose. The answer there, of course, is uh, you just have to wait it out. There's nothing else you can do. Uh, the distraction muggings. Muggers try to distract you while they rob you. For example, one woman with what looks like a baby is often, it's just a doll or a bundle of clothes, walks up to you and makes pleas for money for a baby. She might even throw it at you and insist you hold them for a moment. By the time you get rid of her, you notice that your hands are now tied up. Somebody's gone into your pocket or your backpack and taken your stuff. There's an even more elaborate one that happens when you're um, when you're going through airport security. As you're approaching security, somebody lingers around, and they usually have keys in their pocket, and they cut in front of you, walk through the uh, metal detector, which... Sets off the alarm, right? And they go, oh, no, I forgot, I forgot, I forgot to empty my pockets. And they act like they're all confused. And while that's playing out, you're held up, right? There's an accomplice on the other side stealing your laptop, your phone, your wallet, any other valuables because your stuff went through the scanner. Someone cut in line. Your stuff is on the other side waiting for you, but you're being delayed by this idiot with the keys. That's a tough one. Kenyan police posted warnings about that scam there. It's on the uh, U.S. Federal Aviation Administration website as well. They say you got to keep your belongings with you until just before you walk through security. And they keep an eye on them all the way as they go through the machine. I hate that when I get separated from my stuff. Here's another one. Once you're in the hotel, you'll sometimes late at night, you'll get a takeout menu slipped under the door. And if you're tempted to order something, you know, oh, that's... That's really convenient. Usually, hotels don't allow people to do that, not legitimate people. It's a phony menu, and uh, if you order from it, you're not going to see any food, but the person on the other end of the phone now has your card details, and they make a large withdrawal. And the number one travel scam they warned about is the fake wake-up call. Again, never heard about this. It's like 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning, right? The phone rings, and they tell you it's the front desk. They say the uh, computer system has just crashed. They need your credit card information again. In fact, it's somebody on a smuggled mobile phone in a prison. And if you're too sleepy and stupid and you give it to them, they empty out your bank account. It's especially common in Georgia, the state, not the country. Don't give any information when you're in the hotel. Tell hotel staff and the police immediately. Tell them you give it to them in the morning. I'll give it to you in the morning. I'm not coming down in the middle of the night. I'll give it to you in the morning. Never heard of that one. You wake me up in the middle of my, my sleep, I'll give you anything. You ever found yourself doing that? The phone rings, and the first thing they say, did I wake you up? And you have to lie, like it's, in, like it's a shameful thing that you're asleep at 2 o'clock in the morning. But you feel like 
Oh, no, no, I'm, I'm good, man. I was, I was wide awake. I was awake. What do you need? Yeah, here's my credit card number. You idiot. What are you doing? I finally got over that, and I go, yeah, it's 2 a.m. Well, of course I'm sleeping. What do you think? I think it's about not making the other person feel guilty, but since I stopped caring about people, it made life a lot easier. Coming up next, big stories that are trending that you'll want to talk about at lunchtime. Uh, the guy who's written a couple of songs on the new Fifty Shades soundtrack. You think he's seeing little dollar signs in front of his eyes? That should be hugely successful. That's coming up. Bill Carroll, KFI AM 640.